you know, I, I've been thinking, I think we're, this is like the 12th or 13th episode, and I, I think it's okay now to like get some fucking music going and, and get some sort of an intro. <laughs> because, I mean, hey, I'm all for minimalism. I fucking love minimalism. Like, I don't have fucking furniture. My studio is like basically empty. Okay. I'm really like into having nothing. I love it. But I imagine somebody who doesn't know me as well as some of my listeners who like comes to the pod because they're like, oh, that guy threesomes, he's going to talk. And then all of a sudden I just start talking at him. I bring in some guests and like there's no like intro there's no nothing and they just is like they're like whoa but I stumble into a conversation that's already happening so maybe uh, I'll put together something I don't know get a little music you know even on the the main pod uh I don't really have music we have like a little me opening a Diet Dr. Pepper can is the intro <laughs> but, what do you have in mind do you have that in your bag of tricks you strum a guitar uh, no, but you know, there are people around us who are, know how to tickle the old ivories. Yeah, we lifted a YouTube video for the last one. I, don't, I know you don't listen to the other pod, but no, I Crouton, don't. did you hear it? No, no, you did what? <laughs> so Crouton uh, brought us up to speed on an old minor league team in Jacksonville called the Jacksonville Suns, and they had the corniest song ever, and uh, we added it as the little intro for the last week. You should go listen to it. It's ridiculous. Now I know. I heard people in the grotto talking about the Jacksonville Suns, and I'm like, "What the fuck are you guys talking about?" It's like I baseball's never been better with the Jacksonville Suns. <laughs> well, I don't think that'll be the Albuquerque Dukes song from my childhood, which was the Dukes are coming out, coming out swinging, hitting them over the wall. The Dukes are coming out, coming out swinging. Come on, Dukes, play ball. That's pretty good, too. I got to track that one down. <laughs> I, love, I love it. I think somebody in the grotto should write a parody to the, to the Jacksonville Suns uh, music, if I can do that. That would be ideal. So it's, it's good that you're, ch- you're chiming in here, Kitch, because I'm going to drop a little something on you. Uh, we don't have a guest today. Well, producer so has to talk. Uh-oh. It's, just, it's just us. It's like an intimate fireside chat with old threes and threes is in a good mood because he didn't die last week. Right. But old, old healthy threes and, and his faithful producer, I was thinking about it. Um, so you're the guest today, Kitch, but I was thinking about this. You've probably been on more NFT podcasts than anyone in the history of NFTs. You, how many episodes do you do of that nifty? Uh, about 90, I think. 90 episodes of That's Nifty. We're coming up on 60 episodes of, of my original pod. Okay. We're at 12 or 13 of this one. Yeah. So, <laughs> unless someone's got like 200 episodes, then yeah. I mean, I've been around. Um, <laughs> yeah. Quite different projects all around. It's been a fun time. <laughs> Um, so here's what I'm what I'm gonna I'm gonna pick your brain about. I've got some things to say, and you know, in the grotto, every once in a while, we call you Everyman Kitch, because you're just you're just a man on the street. We just stop old Kitch, and he's he's like, oh, can I give you a comment on the weather? Sure. Can- <laughs> on Family Feud, the hundred people they surveyed are me. <laughs> 
If we call you every, every goddamn day, you're yes. one of the 100. <laughs> Survey says. Survey says rabbits. Okay, catch. There you go. Um, so, look, we, we're a couple weeks into, uh, as I've come to, to learn, shitcoin, meme coin season, which is in crypto world is, oh, it's disrupting everything. And we've got, we've got some people. I, I, I tweeted about it yesterday to Rob Ness because Rob Ness said something. And so I chimed in and we have some people who are very opinionated about the current state of things. And how dare these people make their money in some sort of shell game why I, I never. <laughs> Rob Ness would be a good guest. I'd like to have him on one day. Oh, I, yeah, we'd be able to do that. He'd be a great guest. Um, he's going to be, I, yeah, that's a good one. I, I'll, I'll reach out. Um, <laughs> but we have these people who are saying, if you're buying a shit coin, unfollow me. You gotta put their virtue signal flag in the ground somewhere. The same, the same people who the only reason they have followers is because they minted board apes, or they shilled something else for someone else. And they minted board apes because they were involved in a select group of small people who made all their money in Top Shot. And those Top Shot guys made all of their money because they made money in a shit coin before that, or they were flipping sneakers. Right, or whatever, whatever it is. The sneaker flippers started fucking flipping shit coins. It's just it's, a hustle thing. That's all, it's just hustle, hustle, hustle. What's my next hustle? It, is. It's, it really is. And look, I'm old. I'm out of touch with a lot of things. Uh, I'm, I'm a Luddite on a lot of technology, even though without you know talking specifics i worked for a pretty uh, technologically advanced corporation okay um i'm not saying that i you know don't know how to do basic things but i don't know a lot of stuff and so maybe it takes me a little while longer so i watch these i sit back and i watch right remember let's not forget famously uh, before I started uh, minting my paintings on the blockchain. Um, and I was looking at, at what I was going to do. I'd been painting these things for a few years and was sort of uh, getting more and more interested in sharing them with people outside of the ladies I was sleeping with. Okay. It sounds cliche because I've said it a lot of times. It's true. The only way you saw any of my paintings is during pillow talk. I would lean over and take them out of the bedside table and be like, well, now that the fun is over, would you like to, you know, now what I realized is they would do anything after they came that many times. And so I had a captive audience and they would happily look through my silly baseball cards as they would consider, right? But I did this enough times that I finally had a, a lady, an art lady, who shared a bed with me, who was like, hey, uh, you actually know how to paint. And she was actually mad because she had sworn not to date any painters anymore. 
And the day where I took out my baseball cards, she was so fucking mad because she was all about dating me. She just wasn't about dating me as a painter. She okay. told her you were going to be a blockchain artist. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> she still doesn't know that I'm threesomes, right? Because she would be really angry. She's so traditional art. Like, I at one point uh, was like, you know, I think I could put together a platform to share my work in the blockchain. And she like basically slammed the door in my face, right? <laughs> um, but, but the thing is, I started looking at it for that very reason as a way to share share my work. Now, th that lady wanted to introduce me to the right gallerist and the whole thing, and I refused. We actually broke up because I didn't want to shoehorn my way into something via a connection, which is what I know that's the only way it works. But I decided I could do it my own, and I saw this blockchain thing as a way to do that. So I set about, because, you know, when I first went to look at it, how do you sell your stuff? A lot of gatekeeping, a lot, of, you know, the, the main the main platforms uh, were you had to get on them. You weren't just allowed to sell your stuff, right? You could do OpenSea, but even there, I didn't really understand that yet. Okay, I dabbled in the OpenSea, but it just seemed like such a horrible site and not able to do it. So I, I set about looking at the platforms. I realized oh, I can't get into these platforms. You know, they're like, how many Twitter followers do you have? How many Instagram followers do you have? I was like four. <laughs> So you tried out Foundation? Well, so Lorem the Loop, okay, gave me a Foundation invite eventually. Eventually. But before I got there, before I even got to that, I spent about six months learning all of this stuff. Famously, Dino, my son, came to me and he goes, hey, we got these fucking Top Shot video dunk things and they're collectibles and you would be really good at it. You should, we should do this. And I said, get the shit out of my face. Sent him to his room without supper. <laughs> I was like, I fucking dunk videos. Get the bullshit. Right? Um, which, and I've said this on the other pods and stuff, but thank God, because I would have killed it. I would have been the best top shot player ever. And I would have taken all the money and I would be one of these asshole influencers now who thinks their, their, shit, their shit matters because they were good at top shot right which i'm not uh familiar with how they're doing today but i would imagine oh, in the toilet yeah okay oh, horrible, horrible. but all of the people all of the people in the nft space who run around uh, anointing the new kings okay or, or you know uh, uh, announcing what's next most of them actually kind of got their start in top shot and they immediately took their successes at Top Shot and ran it through Nifty Gateway. And then just started running ramshackle across everything. Okay. And some of those people today, this very week, are telling people, unfollow me. If you are making your money through any sort of risky maneuvers, <laughs> I don't want you in my feed. Okay whatever okay but all of those people they that's how they ran things and that's what they did as i was learning about these platforms i saw all of that i actually relished the blockchain for being able to see these things i used to do things like this before the blockchain it was a hell of a lot more complex to figure out 
who was cheating who and who was fucking who and who was the dirty bastard in the room. Very hard to do before. Okay? Now it's so goddamn easy that during those six months that I was like, I need to figure this out so I can launch a platform, I realized that they're all criminals. And they're all children. And it was very easy to tie it all together and put a big bow on it. And so by the time I decided to leave corporate America to do this, I realized, A, the platforms were corrupt and horrible to begin with because they were allowing all this shit to happen. B, the marketplace was corrupt and horrible because it was being run by these hucksters. Okay. And C, if you were any good at it, the artists were the ones that were actually able to sort of call the shots and make money. Now, this is that was my view at the time. By the time I got around to minting, so I, I, I three months in, I figured all that out, and then I'm like, okay, now I've got to figure out how I'm going to become threesomes. During that time, I actually come to find that. Oh, it's not the artists that are calling the shots and making the money. It's they're in bed with those knucklehead traders. Okay. So I have to do that to do to get that on board. That doesn't seem like something the threes would do. I'm not gonna play those games. So how am I gonna build it out myself entirely? I figured it out, obviously. That's why we sit here two years later. You know. Last Saturday was my uh, anniversary of leaving my 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 corporate gig two years ago, right? I left the swipe April twenty second. No, that that was the that was April. That the swipe is is a couple months later where I'm like, okay, this worked. Gotcha. Okay, so we're not there That's yet. Right. You left yeah. corporate world two years ago. Wow. Right. 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 I left it. I I quit literally with not. I had never minted anything. I never fucking sold anything or anything. And I left it. And I'm like, I'm leaving to become the world's greatest NFT artist. I didn't tell corporate America that's why I was leaving. Okay? I didn't tell anybody except the kids. It's funny. I was talking to Dino's sister uh, last week. <laughs> I like how Dino has a name, but Dino's sister never has a name. <laughs> Dino's sister doesn't need a name, doesn't want a name. Is happy being known as Dino's sister. Okay? Love it. Uh, but <laughs> Dino's sister, we were, um, you know, look, I went down and bought her a car. She needed a car. Okay. And I wanted to show her that whole process. And we're like, like kind of going through all of this. And um, somehow it comes up like, talk, you know, during the, the two day negotiation of all of this stuff. And they're like, wait, this is my, my old town. And they're like, don't you work at so-and-so? Don't you, we, I know you from, from corporate life. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I, I left that. What do you do? Oh, well, don't worry about it, right? And they, you just left? I was like, actually, yeah. Like last Saturday was two, two years since I just left. And they turn to, to my, to, to Dino's sister and they go, you, you, you okay with that? And she was, and I realized I had never asked if they were okay with it. I just one day was like, I'm no longer that thing. I'm now this thing. And she says to the fucking car salesman, she was like, yeah, it was rough on us for a bit. We thought he'd lost his fucking mind. 
<laughs> and she goes, but it worked out. And he wanted to press for like reasons and understand. I mean, we were like, no, we don't really talk about it. Don't worry about it. That guy was enthralled. He was like, I didn't know you could just leave your job. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the thing is, I was, you know, um, it is my hometown. They, they know who I am. Right. Your dead name. They know that old, that old dead name. Okay. Yeah. And so they were like, oh, that's right. That dead name used to do that thing. Right. And they were, and, and so and she was, she, there she is, you know, sister head. And it was very funny. I laughed and laughed because I realized, oh, fuck. I didn't even go, are you guys okay with this? I just told him. And, and you know what? It was a really neat moment because I think maybe it's been two years that it took her to go, all right, you're not fucking absolutely crazy. Because I walked away, I mean, I, you know, I, I made a decent amount of money and I had a whole thing and the stability and the whole, and I, I'm like fucking done. I'm out. They, they, they literally like, <laughs> it was crazy the way I left and everything. I was just like, I, I need you to give me a year off so I can figure some stuff out. And they were like, okay, we don't really, I guess we could do that. And then while they were doing that, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. No, I'm done. I mean, I'm not a father or anything, but I feel like you know, as long as you're still supporting them, it's like you can kind of do whatever the fuck you want. You don't have to get their approval on you leaving your job. Well, you don't no, like. I don't. And I didn't. And I didn't, you know, but yeah. you understand. <laughs> also, like we do live our lives like it, it's never really been. I mean, you've seen me with Dino. You, you understand a bit about it, right? It's not like, oh, now I'm the father. I'm going to tell you how this goes. We kind of live as roommates. Yeah, it's, it seems like your children uh, have a great relationship with you where it's uh, – you're definitely not like a disciplinary person. I mean, you can be wrathful threes, but just stay on your good side, you know? Yeah. Don't ask too many questions. Yeah, exactly. But but as a result, I sort of I sort of flubbed it by not telling my roommates, hey, I might not have a job anymore. You guys are picking up rent this month. Yeah. <laughs> no more Uber so, Eats. Do you apparently, know? they were they were really like, "What the fuck is he doing?" To themselves, <laughs> like they, they didn't. God bless them. Neither of them ever told me. Are you fucking crazy? If you looked at their LinkedIn, though, they started uh, updating that, brushing <laughs> off resumes, and <laughs> it's it's fucking true. Um, so, anyway, all of this to say that. I came to this thing slowly. Like I miss, I, I didn't do a lot of the things that were right there obvious because I wanted to sort of read them out. And I'm not, look, I'm impulsive as fuck. Like I, it's not like I'm Mr. Oh, I like to see things from all angles. I'm smart and pragmatic, sure. But I'm not, I also just fucking jump right in sometimes. But in a lot of these things that were happening, I missed them all. And yeah, there was money to be made, like in Nifty Gateway. Well, and I know you probably missed money that money to be made, right? Yeah. But old threes here was still living the life. I've, I've really changed a lot um, as I've become threesomes, right? I've, I've moved into this, for those who don't know, I've really moved into to the persona as my as my always persona. The, the kids call me threes, right? That's That's how it works because... We're too close to breaking persona sometimes, and so we committed to it. So it really is like that's where we stand. It's a lifestyle um, change. It's a lifestyle change. 
to the extent that I've had to develop threesies as my new persona to the persona. <laughs> That's right. the alter ego. So you can be threesomes <laughs> normally, and then you can be threesies when you're all wild. But the big thing about moving into threesomes, and I'm old, right? I'm in my late 70s or something. Okay. I had lived most of my life leading with no, just flat out. Like, I just let, I, and it served me well. I would tend to do the right thing, okay? But when approached with new things, it was get that shit out of my face. So when Dino brings me Top Shot, I'm like, get the fuck out of here, okay? And Dino brings me other things, and other collectors go, hey, I'm going to mint these bored apes. I go, get that fucking shit out of here. Because I was still new to it all, in where I would say no automatically. The move to threes is where I said, no, hey, stop that. So I, I, I opened threesomes up to being accessible to new ideas okay new approaches but as a result okay i missed a lot of these waves i was actually around for them i was invited to mint board apes and said no right um i was there for a lot of the stuff i was there early enough in nifty where i could have could have really made some some money okay but i was watching from the sidelines and i was watching how corrupt it was Come around now, we're two years in, and we've seen a couple cycles, right? And I've been watching all of it. I've been watching all of these cycles, mainly sitting on the sidelines for a lot of them. Occasionally, I, I get into things uh, always poorly, right? <laughs> Don't have ex exactly a great track record in projects. Uh, but I don't ever begrudge the layman, the knucklehead, the man on the street, okay, for, for getting drawn in, for taking shots, for being a part of that culture. Now, I do get mad when the grotto does it because we know better. And I've, I've, I've built an ecosystem, I've built a world where you don't have to do those things and it works and it's taken care of. And when you do those things and you're wrong, it hurts everybody in the grotto because then all of a sudden you're in a fucking bind with money that you've lost. And where do you go to get it? You go to the grotto. That's another story, but I, I, I'm aware of all of these things. I watch them happen and I'm fine with other people living their lives in that way. I build and, and much of my project is a response to how bad that space is and how corrupt it is. Um, a lot of my, my the, the commentary, the critique in my artwork is towards all of that, right? I'm speaking directly to the bullshit, the criminality, the duplicity, uh, the the fraud, and the and the instability of all of this space. And I and I like to show how easy it is to live it without doing those things, right? While also championing the technology behind it, like the blockchain in itself being decentralized, these are the things that brought me to the technology in the first place. And then once you realize that it is corrupt, it is the, the the scales are weighed against you. Like if you're not on the inside, you're not getting the scoops you need to have and the speculative side of it. Dude, just go bet on sports or fucking trade stocks. Like I feel like this is like a pyramid scheme in a way. You know what I mean? Like a lot of this NFT stuff was just rigged from the get-go. It really is, okay? It really is. And, and so, it's, it's a perfect segue to what I actually want to talk about today, okay? 
Um, it is very much rigged, and this is no different right now, the way it's being rigged. They just rig it. They, they change the rigging from time to time. Exactly. But it, it's, it's very similar, all of it. And, and what, this is what I'm getting at with this, like, <clears throat> infighting out there, because some people were, have, have put themselves in positions that they're no longer being told about the rigging, and they're mad about it. Or it's two influencers shilling two different things, so you're stepping on my bags, and it's like, what are, it's, right, exactly. It's you're, ridiculous. You're not, you're not inside, you're not that. So, this brings me to the art side of it. Okay. I don't want to, you know, I, I, I usually try not to make too much of this show about market stuff, which is, I love market stuff. I love it. I love it. I, I think it's important. I think it's a part of my artwork, too, is to expose market inadequacies and, and play with them. And, truly create a viable market. I, I think that's that's part of my creativity as well. But without talking about that, talking about the artistic side of all this, all of the technology is there and none of it is being used by the artists. None of it. And I'm not talking about smart contracts even. I'm not talking about that. Even there, there's only a handful that do anything artistic with it, okay? Handful, literally. Count them on a fucking hand. But I'm talking about the very nature of the blockchain as a ledger, as a, a, a method of bookkeeping. At its core, that's what it is, right? It's an impenetrable ledger, a list of every transaction that ever happened, given, relating to a, an idea, relating to a concept, relating to, a, to an element, okay? How is it that I'm remiss to even name another artist who is using even that aspect of it in their practice, in their play? The very fact that an artist knows for the first time in history, okay? For the first time in the history of art sales, an artist can know the status of every one of their pieces, no matter what. Not just from the moment they create it to the moment that they sell it or hand it off to be sold, which is more often the case, right? More often the case, the artist isn't even part of that transaction. They're taking the word of somebody that it was sold for that much and give it to that person. But for the first time ever, an artist can know where every single piece every edition goes. What happens to it? How much it's sold for? Who ends up with it? What they do with it there, there, then after? What else that person does with the artist's own work as well as other works? Okay? An artist can know everything that they've done and they can also know in relation to their peers, which is crazy compared to what the history of, of an art market had existed, had gone through, right? To know at any second where every piece of mine resides is what drew me into all of this. It's what, what allowed me to create threesomes as it is conceptually, okay? Because knowing that, having that information accessible at all times allows me to build out 
the complex interplay between one work and another. It's, 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 what it also allows you to do is know your collectors intimately. And what that leads to is the oh, need oh, no. to, to, to bring value to those people, right? Oh, hold on, hold on. That's, that's where I go with it. Okay? Yeah. But I'm not even talking that level yet. I'm simply talking, okay? The fact that I can know where everything is and allows me to truly connect them, okay? The next, for us, because you live in it, right? You live in my world. The logical step then is to form an intimate connection to the people who collect the work. If you don't, then it, you're just numbers in a bank account. Like if you're an artist that's just running them off, selling open editions, I don't care who has them. I like seeing the zeros in my bank account. Th then you don't have a need to build value in your collection because those are faceless, nameless collectors. And I'll call them collectors loosely because they're oh, speculators. No, they're and they're yeah. not collectors. And, and, and I, think we, I think we are in my project the grotto, right? Redefining what it is to be a collector. Okay. To participate. It's a participant. It's a participant. It's I talked to FOMO about it this morning, and he referred to it as an inhabitant. Oh, okay. I like that. Great, right? And and all of this made possible by this underlying technology. Again, step back for a second. I literally can't name another artist who knows where every one of their editions is okay look the the, the the fact of the matter is all of these artists for, for a very long time now in in, in terms of I mean, look, we're only a few years into the concept of the blockchain even fewer years into to the concept of art on the blockchain right but they they don't even put the effort in to understand what's happened to those pieces. They've simply treated it as a payment processor, as a cash register, okay? As fucking Venmo, as, as, as a swipe or a stripe payment, right? Okay, just, just transactional, that's it. That's the extent of it. And if that's what it is, then you're not a blockchain artist. And we have people who are running around and they're being lauded by institutions, it's crypto artists, blockchain artists, okay? And they're not. I don't care about the generative aspect of it. I don't care about the code aspect of it. Even that doesn't rely on the blockchain. No, it, it's the subject matter when you have your ETH diamonds and your fucking snakes and chain. You know, it's like, that's why I'm a blockchain artist. It's like, no, oh, well, no certainly. Really but I'm saying even the generative guys, Okay, who are going to tell you it's all about the code that lives on the blockchain and everything. Okay, when it really comes down to it, there's very little that's an interaction with the chain that explicitly is there for that. Most of it is there for the transaction of the money. Okay, now, because once they've done that, okay, there is no interaction or, or connection between the holder and the piece, the holder and the piece and the, and the artist, okay? And I feel that this is the problem. This is where, what, would, what we're seeing happen again. Look, NFTs have died three or four times since I started minting them. We're told NFTs are dead, right? And they are and they're not, and they are and they're not. Mine aren't, 
right? That's all I care about. That's, that's literally it, right? Our, Living, breathing, our, changing all the time. Our project is alive. When somebody leaves our project, because they think I'm an asshole, or they go to have a baby, or get married, or they lose a job, okay? Even then, okay, we're, we're, we're part of that move away from us where we take the pieces back and we, re, we move them around. And if they take them and leave with them, even if they've left in a tantrum and leave, if they take the pieces, they're actually still a part of the project because we know they still have them, right? Which is, look, all I'm getting at is none of this stuff is, is, is like inconceivable, incomprehensible. Pretty obvious. Keep track of your shit. Know where it goes and work through that and make that a part of the practice because that's what it's for. That allows you to truly be a blockchain artist, a crypto artist. You're not a crypto artist just because you sold shit in Ethereum. Right? This is not far out there stuff, man. But almost no one is doing it and you have a couple people doing it on like one of their projects or something right but for the most part all of these millions and millions of mints all of this fucking flotsam and jetsam just fucking floating around the goddamn internet more than blockchains okay it's trash that's in it's not connected it's not there's no reason for it to exist as an nft now what I'm saying is, why the hell not? You have all of these tools. You're, you know how to mint the stuff. You know how to get paid for it. By doing that, you're, you're opening yourself up to all of these possibilities. Why not put that effort in and build around it and truly stop being a guy who sells their art for crypto and start being a crypto artist? Stop selling somebody who mints their work on the blockchain and become a blockchain artist because and this is where i'm going with all of this and this is why i started by talking about the where we're sort of in this wacky down cycle people are mad at each other and throwing tantrums over all of this right we wouldn't look the grotto is not in that spot the only people in the grotto who are having a rough time with all this are the knuckleheads who keep being lured into bad choices on people that don't give a fuck about them, they don't know who they are, they don't care about protecting their investment, they don't care about those things, right? Other than that, the grotto is pretty fucking chill. We just lost 90% of, of crypto wealth in the last 12 months, okay? The grotto's fine. Grotto, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't interrupt us. It allows us to just keep going, right? Because we're not caught up in any of that. And what I'm getting at is, if these other artists were actually putting that work into this very powerful tool that's given to all of them, that they know how to use, that they're, they're a part of, if they were just doing that to actually collect, connect, they might actually have collectors. So my whole part about this is that you need to do that in order to build value in your collection or there's no real reason for people to be attracted to you other than speculation and to just have speculators you're going to end up on the wrong end of that at some point like it's going to run out the clock's going to run out 
and you're going to be sitting there with no viable source of income from this. There's no income for them. There's no there's no return on the money spent by the people. And it is all speculation. And then we hear. So the argument becomes and I hope people are listening to this. We're going to make this argument. But that's art. You just sell your stuff. You don't have to deliver value. You don't have to. And you don't. You do not have to. You can be a cocksucker. You can be an asshole and just take. OK, and I, I'm sorry that I believe that and I see it that way. OK, um, but you can make art without the blockchain too. go do that. Oh, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. Turns out it's hard to sell your art, and it's easy when it's a part of this wacky Ponzi Venmo system. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay, but okay, I'm not saying you have to deliver value. I say that because I believe it is an ethos. I believe don't give me a dollar if I'm not going to earn it and return more to you. Right. It's just my own personal thing. I take it very seriously that anybody gives me any of their money. I feel it's my my duty, my responsibility. It's my pleasure. And, and that's the reason I don't I don't really collect from anyone else. So no one else gives you that kind of guarantee or that, I, that is even their ethos. You know what I mean? It's like not, they're, it's, it's transactional. And, I it. and, and, and I'm not here to get other artists to become benevolent gods of their own universe like I am. Okay, I, I know it's not going to happen. I don't care that it does. Okay, but be creative about this. I happen to use all of this stuff, and at the end of the day, maintain and grow collective value. It's important to me, right? But at least I use it for something. How about you guys use it creatively for something? Otherwise, you have to look yourself in the mirror and say, "I'm just taking money. I'm just taking money." Okay. And again, artists are going to say, yeah, that's my art. My art is just to take money from, from people who want to give it to me. Okay. Fine. Fine and dandy. But what happens is you take all the money and then the money's gone and then people stop buying your work and then you get sad and you bitch and you cry. And then you point fingers at all threes who still keeps the lights on well it turns those people away from ever collecting nfts in the future too and it turns them off from the well, technology sure. in general and crypto and all of it after they get burnt i could see a lot of people just walking away from the space entirely we saw that happen for a long time i really was like hey how about if i say things about this if i point it out maybe it'll change and maybe we'll save this because i think there's this unique opportunity here Oh no, let them all fuck themselves and burn it down. I realize that now. I don't try to impede it anymore, okay? Zan can, if you would like to blindly put yourself in a position where you, not only do you not know who your collectors are or where that money's coming from, okay? But you don't really care that that money stays around. I'm calling you out, okay? Because you're turning a blind eye to some activity there which if you cared, you probably wouldn't want to be a part of because little guys are getting hurt in your project, okay? Whatever, fill in the blank with Zankin with a thousand other artists, okay? Fine, knock yourselves out. Live with it, be that, tell yourselves that the market did you wrong, whatever, okay? I'm over that. Now, I'm just like, 
wait, can we please get some creative, artistically focused people to understand the beautiful tools that are here? Because I don't want to be the only goddamn NFT artist. I don't want to be the only one that, that, that can make this happen. It would be a lot more fun for me if I could compare myself to someone else. Okay, let me be the worst NFT artist. That would, that would make me very happy. Okay. <laughs> because it would mean that people are doing some really phenomenal things. Look, there are projects, there are moments, okay? There are moments, but as they say in Bull Durham, the moment's over, okay? <laughs> right? Fastball's up, your curveball's hanging in the show, they would have ripped you, okay? Because yeah, so what, you have a good moment. It's, it, the, what makes you special is that you continue to evolve on that, continue to build on it. Deaf beef, I really like what you're doing today because you're recognizing the sense of time, which is a part of it, okay? But I'm going to have to ask. I'm in it. I'm fucking giving him, well, not giving him any money. I'm, giving, I'm spending all this fucking money on gas fees just to participate in this project, okay? At the end of the day, I'll spend four or $500 just to fucking write my name next to his, basically. To piss in the snow, three's voice here, okay? But it's going to leave me at the end going, and then what? Okay? So, look, I, I, I would love to have people that keep building and keep using it and keep understanding all of this and exploring it. I, I charge every artist that puts up with me and listens all the way to the end of these things when I didn't shout them out and say, oh, you're the best, because I don't fucking think any of you are the best. I think you're all being lazy. Okay? But I challenge you to take advantage of this stuff Build connections with your collectors. Build collectors out of your work. Get to know them. It's all right there. If you don't do that, then you're just taking the fucking money. Which again, feel free to do it. But as we're seeing right now, even for the big guys, that doesn't really work out. So that's my pontification. Thank you for being everyman kitsch and being being perfect at doing your job and just being the guy in the street. Hey, young man, come over here and talk to us about NFTs. Uh, thank you, Kitsch. And I apologize for if I was uh, negative in any way. I've been a little disillusioned with NFTs myself over the you know two and a half years that I've been around, but I find solace no. in the grotto. You know what I mean? Like it's the only place that's where I do feel safe. So I've stopped dabbling because it's not. I can do that elsewhere. I can get my little fix. Oh, no. Betting on the Celtics you have tonight. Every, you have every right. You have every right to be negative about these things. Everybody does. It's it, You've been poorly treated by a bunch of really selfish assholes. Very rich ones today, too, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so you're okay to feel that way. But that's where I step in. I care about you. And you're in, you're in my thing right? I care. I protect everybody that's in it that wants to be in it. So, yeah, thank you. But you're, you're great. You're best, best in the business, Kitch. 155 fucking podcasts for this guy. <laughs> Keep racking them up. Not going anywhere. All right. Thank you for putting up with me, everybody. And uh, we'll um, next week we'll have, have a, an actual guest. It'll be a lot more fun. Not that you weren't fun, Kitch. And we'll look for some music. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Bye.